Thank you for listening to a podcast of Rock Church. For more information on sermons and events, connect with us online at rockchurchnow.com or search Rock Church Now in the App Store. I'm excited to be here this morning with you. I'm excited to see, there's no better intro than to watch all of you guys smack a giant four-foot beach ball around. Knowing that nothing got broken. So, Pastor Angelo, if you're watching the live stream right now, everything is okay. Are you guys good? Are you guys good? If you don't know me, my name is Pastor Peyton. I get the privilege of serving with our Next Gen Ministries here at Rock Church. And, man, it's just so cool to live out and, and to see our, our mission statement being lived out. Reaching, raising, releasing, and reproducing all generations for Christ. And these kind of things get me excited. And so I'm excited this morning to bring the word uh, on 4th of July weekend for you. Yes, you may have guessed it. It is the national holiday of youth pastors speaking on 4th of July weekend while their lead pastors out on vacation. But I'm so honored to be up here. For, you know, and you guys, the game we just played, we worked together to win the victory in the face of opposition to get freedom from the beach ball game, right? But one of the things I think about all the time is, is our lead pastors, Pastor Angelo and, and Kimmy. Can we give it up for them right now? They're not here with us today, but I'm just so honored because we have a lead pastor, guys, that believes in courageous dreams, that believes that one of our values here at Rock Church is courage, and we chase dangerous dreams. And Things like this would not have been possible if it weren't for them stepping out in faith and going, I'm going to be courageous for Jesus. It's awesome. So one more time, let's give it up for our lead pastors. All generations. You know, when I think of freedom, I have so many things that go through my mind. This past month uh, with my family and with Carly, we went to the Toledo Zoo. It was really cool. I'd never been before. And one of the animals we saw was a bald eagle. And I was like, that's freedom right there. I was like, it stinks that it's in a cage right now, but that is freedom. Freedom. Those things are awesome. What about fireworks, right? I think about when I hear fireworks, I think freedom. Last night I was practicing my message and fireworks were going off at 11, 12 o'clock at night. The night I have to preach, right? Or the day I have to preach. Freedom. Some of you guys, I've seen some of your cars. I've seen the big trucks that you pull up in, right? I see the lifted, the 10-foot, 20-foot lift, trucks, freedom, right? We are Americans. We get to do what we want. America, yeah, freedom. You know, the question I think about all the time is, what would you do for freedom? Today, in this room, whether you're five years old, whether you're 50 years old, what would you do for freedom? I'll tell you. What our first president of the United States did for freedom, he probably did a ton of things, right? I'm sure legislation and battles and things like that. But one in particular, one story sticks out to me that our first president of the United States did. In the winter of 1776, which was the year of independence, right? In that winter, our general, General George Washington and his ragged army were so good at fighting that all they had experienced was defeat and despair. Battle after battle, they were losing here, they were losing there, and the war for independence was really starting to look slim. It was going so badly, there was failure following failure, and as harsh winters set in, the morale of the American troops was at an all-time low. We think about the war for independence, and we think, man, 
They must have been going after it. I can't believe they won. It was an incredible war. But really, we put ourselves back there, and we have to remember that it was really tough to win battles for America. And so what did he do? Washington, he had to figure it out. They were a lack of food. They had a lack of warm shelter and clothing. So Washington had to have a victory now more than ever. This picture, you might recognize this picture up on the screen if you're watching online. This picture is a famous, famous picture of Washington crossing the Delaware River. And so Washington hatched a daring plan to cross the Delaware River under the cover of darkness in the cold of winter and attack the enemy. And so somehow he convinced 2,000 plus people, soldiers, to cross this river in the dead of night, in the dead of winter, so that they could win the victory and they could win the battle. So they go and they cross this river. And it, it, it's crazy with the weather and crazy with the snowstorms and the things that were happening. And against all odds, Washington and his men successfully completed the crossing and marched into Trenton on the morning of December 26th. Isn't that so interesting? That the day after what we celebrate as Christmas, right, he marched into there and, and they had a resounding victory. And by moving forward, catch this, this is where I'm kind of tying it back in. As they move forward with this dangerous and courageous and crazy plan, they reignited the cause for the American Revolution and won. All because they said, we're going to chase dangerous dreams. We're not afraid to go after the things that, that God has called us to, right? And reignited the cause of freedom. Now today, I would hope that you're not crossing the Delaware River in the dead of winter. It's crazy. But our battles might look different. Some of you in here, your battle was, I don't want to get hit in the face this morning with a beach ball. Some of our battles look completely different today. But isn't it funny that if you're watching online with us this morning, if you're joining us this morning, which we're so honored that you decided to join us on, on 4th of July weekend, isn't it funny that our society, our country, is the freest or one of the freest countries in the world, yet sometimes personally we feel so trapped? Yet sometimes we feel so bound and so defeated, and so why can't I get a victory in my life? In the same way our soldiers fought for freedom, there are constant battles going on in your life that you must choose to fight. Somebody's battle in here today is a relationship that's failing. Let's be honest this morning. Somebody's battle in here today is the $6 gas prices that continue to rise, and we can't get to work. Can I get an amen in the house? Come on. <laughs> Somebody's battle, maybe you're online, maybe you're in person, is that she feels insecure about the things that she posts online. Somebody's battle in here today is an unforeseen tragedy that occurred this past month, this past year, whatever it looked like, and we're struggling deep down on the inside, trapped. What battles are you going through today? I don't think there's an age limit, low or high, to define what kind of battles that we have to have in our lives. Everybody's got battles. What battles do you have today? And whatever the battle is, God wants you to find freedom in it. As I talk today, I'm going to talk about this idea of finding freedom. Everybody say freedom. Freedom, right? 
We're talking all about freedom today. It's, it's Independence Weekend. And we're talking about finding freedom. And not just finding freedom from an American sense, but finding true freedom. In the video you just watched, you saw a verse, John chapter 8. I'm not going to dive deep into this today, but I really want you to reflect on this this weekend as we think about this idea of freedom. And maybe you're on the boat tomorrow because you got the day off. Come on. I want you to think about this idea of freedom today. It says this, to the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you what? Free. Free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves to anyone. Has anybody ever had that person in your life that you know they're struggling with an issue or you know that you know, they're not as great as everything seems that they're saying? And you're like, oh, are you struggling? Like, no, I'm actually, everything's great. That's what I kind of picture in this verse is that we've never been slaves to anyone. Interesting. Hold on to that verse. Jesus says this. Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. What if I told you today, maybe you're coming in here for the first time, if you are, we're so glad you're here. Maybe you're tuning in online for the first time. Welcome to our online family. What if I told you that God wants you to be a part of his family today? Some of us think that in our lives, we have struggles going on, but, but the things that, we're not slaves to anything. We're not bound by anything. Everything's fine, everything's great, but deep down, you really know, man, I'm struggling, man, I'm trapped. God wants you to be a part of his family today. You know, he never intended you to be a slave to sin, and he wants you to be in his family. But here's the thing, it's our choice if we wanna be in his family. It's our choice, God has freely opened that up to us, but now it's on us to say, it's my choice. This morning, if you're taking notes, if you have the kids' journals, if you've got the normal notes here, if you're online taking notes, I got three things, three things that start with the letter F, because F stands for freedom, you know, I did, it's kinda cool, okay? I'm a Pastor Angelo disciple. Three things that you must never do if you wanna get the victory over your life if you want to find freedom in your life. And let me give this disclaimer here. It's never too late to follow Jesus. It is never, you're never too far gone. You're never too forgotten to really say, Jesus, I want you in my life. Three things this morning for taking notes. Number one is this. If you want to win the battle that you're going through, you must never forfeit. You must never Forfeit. What do I mean? I mean abandon posts. I mean never quit. Never give up. You must never forfeit. One of the translations in the Bible says to cast away. Never cast things away. Never forfeit in your life. It's so interesting. Uh, there's a passage in Matthew. It talks about forfeiting. And I'm not talking about, you know, surrender and we need to give everything to Jesus. Of course you need to do that. But I'm talking about forfeiting your soul. Check this out what it says in Matthew. It says this. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross 
and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good is it that someone, for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Jesus suffered and paid the price for our sins. And all our point, all, all we have to do at this point is to follow him, follow Jesus. Isn't it interesting that in this passage, we talk about freedom, right? And I, I love like seeing what people put online and seeing people celebrate and whatever, because when we celebrate freedom, we celebrate as Americans the right to do what we want, the American dream. I get to go pave a way for me, for my family, for future generations, right? Isn't it so interesting that in the Bible, when it talks about freedom, it, it correlates that with denying ourselves and picking up our cross. We live in the land of the free, so I get to do what makes me happy. Well, the Bible would say differently. If you want to be free, if you want to be free indeed, if you don't want to forfeit your soul, if you don't want to lose your life, you have to actually deny yourself and follow Jesus. So interesting. The thing is I want to land on here is, is this. If you're constantly satisfying your own needs and the things that you want, you're never going to experience true freedom. Check it. That's hard to hear this morning. In the, in the, when we get our whole weekend to ourselves and we get to celebrate and have fun, if all we're doing is looking out for our own needs and looking for, out for ourselves and satisfying our wants, we are never going to truly live free. In the battle, don't forfeit. Find freedom. And that might cost you. It might cost you to find freedom. Number one, don't forfeit. Never forfeit. Never give up. Number two is this. If you want to win the battle, you must never forget. Never forget. I got some high schoolers in the room today that are like, you're right, Pastor Peyton. That one stuck out to me the most. I remember in middle school when that girl broke my heart, and I'll never forget that. Never. Well, I'm not talking about that this morning. But I am talking about never forgetting where you came from. Sometimes we get so caught up in where God's taken us, in the things that we want to do, in our struggles, that we forget that God did something a while ago to help us in those things. Never forget. Never forget what he did for you. Never forget the milestones of where he brought you. You know, one thing in the same way, I'm saying never forget. But we do have to, at, a, at some level, forget the mistakes and, and how they make us feel so that they don't hold us back from where God wants us to go. There are tons of verses in the Bible that talk about forgetting what's behind and moving forward with what's ahead. But at the same point, if we totally forget that God got us through that, how are you going to be prepared in the next battle? I think about that story that I just read at the beginning about Washington and his troops, and I'm sure they remembered that they lost a lot of battles. But they remembered the things that they weren't good at in those battles so that they could win the next battle. So interesting that we can do that this morning. Don't forget where you came from, but forget the mistakes. Don't let them hold you back and learn from them. Somebody out there said, hey, you need to hear this, man. You need to hear that something might be holding you back today. Something that keeps reminding you of your past might be holding you back. God wants you to forget that thing with guilt and shame, but he wants you to remember that he's going to use that to get you through something. 
He's going to use it today. He's going to use it. Never forget. Never forget. So number one, if you're taking notes, kids, never forfeit. Never forfeit. Number two, never forget what God did. And number three, never fault. Never fault. You might go, but Pastor Peyton, I, I make mistakes every single day. I get that. I get that everybody sins. Everybody makes mistakes. But it's what are you going to do through the mistakes to get better? What are you going to do through the faults to get better? Another word people might say is sin. If you've never heard that word before, I'm going to kind of get into it here in a little bit, kind of describing what sin is and what it leads to. But once you make the mistakes in your faults, who are you going to? And obviously, number one, you got to go to Jesus about your mistakes, but where's the accountability in your life? You know, I think about, again, and, and I'm, I've never been a part of the army, but never been a part of the military, but I'm sure there's a lot of people in the crowd that have been. And, and I'm so, number one, honored that people would do that for freedom. But number two, I think about all the time, you've got to trust the people around you in order to accomplish a mission. As a church, are we trusting each other, even though we might have faults, so that we can accomplish our mission together? Will you stand with me this morning? You might be thinking, wow, this is the shortest message you've ever seen in your life. There's a purpose. There's a purpose. I got a boat to catch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do not have a boat. Check this out. We talk about sin. We talk about mistakes. But in your sin, who are you going to? What does sin lead to? There's five things it leads to this morning as the band comes up. Number one is this, sin leads to idolatry. Sin leads to idolatry. When we make faults, when we make mistakes, if we don't turn to Jesus, other things become more important than God. Other things become more pressing and more, set more of a precedent than your relationship with Jesus. I, I talked about this when I, I spoke at New Life this past month or two months ago. I talked about how constantly it's so easy, even for me in ministry, it's so easy for me just when times are tough, when I'm struggling, oh, I'm just going to go to my phone and relax and watch YouTube videos. Or I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to swipe through TikTok. Or, oh, I'm just going to go on Instagram. So easy to just go right through those things, right, in my faults, in the stress of life. Sin leads to idolatry. Check out what this verse says. This is one of my favorite verses. If you've never read Romans, man, go through Romans. Really take time this summer and really read it. Romans 1 says this. It says, therefore, God gave them over to the sinful desires of their hearts. And they exchanged the truth of God. Isn't that huge? They exchanged the truth of the one and only God for a lie. And rather than serving Jesus, rather than serving God who created all things, they serve people, the created things. What created things are you serving? Because you're allowing faults to get in the way. There's some of you in here that you need, one, you need accountability of people that can just speak into your life and say, hey, you're going this way. I'm, I'm trying to help you. You're going this way. I need to help point you this way. But there's some faults in our lives. We just got to lay down at the altar today. What are those faults? What are you exchanging with the truth of God for a lie and worshiping other things? Sin leads to idolatry. 
Another thing that sin leads to, sin leads to guilt. Man, have you ever felt the weight of guilt? It's awful. It weighs us down. It doesn't allow you to keep going. For some people that maybe struggle with anxiety, it literally makes you like weight, a weight on your chest that you can't breathe and you can't get through it because maybe there's a fault in your life you haven't addressed. Sin leads to guilt. And the only way to forgiveness and guilt and to feel free is repentance, yeah. is turning towards God. Sin leads to guilt. A third one, sin leads to punishment. Wherever sin occurs, consequences typically follow. You know, I've been talking to a lot of students lately. It's not just one, not just two, it's a lot of students, maybe sixth through 12th grade, that they're in a situation and they're like, man, I'm, I'm trying not to make mistakes. But this person was a part of it too and they get to get away with it, but I have to deal with the punishment. I have to deal with the consequences. The sad truth is, yeah, we gotta deal with consequences. Sometimes other people's sins can lead to our consequences. It's that real. So that's why we have to encourage each other that in the faults, in the mistakes, in the tough times, we're going to Jesus because sin leads to punishment and only he can free you from that punishment. Another one, sin leads to separation. Have you ever been separated from somebody for a long time? It's hard. Spiritual separation from God and life is not meant to be this way. You're not meant to be away from your creator for long. Another one is this, as we're kind of wrapping up this morning. Sin leads to bondage. We're slaves to bad things. I was reading a, a devotional I have this, this past week. It's just crazy how God lines things up. I'm talking about freedom, preparing my message about freedom, right? Talking to people because there's people in here today that, that feel trapped and don't have real freedom in their hearts. And I was reading this devotion and it says something really challenging. I, I wish I would have put it on the screen. But it says this. Our sin, our freedom from sin doesn't give us a green light to do whatever we want. Because you're free in Jesus does not mean you get to be free and do whatever you want. It means that you have to follow Jesus, you have to live right, you gotta live righteous in order to continue to live in that freedom that he has for you. It's hard. Nobody ever said it would be easy. People that are telling you Christianity is easy are lying to you. It's hard. It's hard, but in your faults, in the bondage, find freedom. Find freedom. Find freedom. If maybe you have one of these things going on in your life, it might be time to check and see, hey, God, is this something that I got to give up? Is this something that I need to lay down? Is it a fault? Am I forfeiting something? Am I forgetting what you did before, God? What are the, one of those things in your life that you might be feeling trapped because of? You know, there's a moment in my life where I remember in college, I just was like struggling and struggling. I kind of talked about this a little bit in my last message a, a couple months ago. Just struggling to find my worth, to find my purpose, 
I was saying, God, you, you have this plan for me, and I know you want to do something great in my life, but I just can't get out of these habits. I can't get out of uh, the things that I, I want to be away from. I don't, you don't have me where you want me right now. God, where are you? So I wrote it down in this journal right here that I brought today. I found it. This is one of my favorite things I've ever, like, this is probably one of my prized possessions because I've written some, like, hard things in here. So I wrote down, I think it was like 2014, the year I graduated. God, why are you not moving? God, why are you not doing anything in my life? I'm here, and I'm supposed to be here. Why? Why? And I felt defeated and discouraged. Fast forward a year to the date, a year to the date, I'm feeling the same exact way. Isn't it funny how we do that? How we thought we got away from a problem, we thought we got away from something, and and a year later we could feel the exact same way. Sometimes I find that, you know, we can get delivered from things, but there's a lot of things that we hold on to that we just carry into the next thing and carry into the next year and bring, well, I'm always gonna be this way. This is who I am, right? A year to the date. I wrote the exact same thing. (laughs) I was like, God, where are you? Why am I not this yet? Why am I not a pastor yet? Why am I struggling with this relationship? God, where are you? And I don't know what prompted me to do this. I flipped back in my journal. I'm just kind of reading through it. And I, listen, this isn't more spiritual than, like, this is a crazy, like, milestone in my life. So this isn't something like this happens on the daily, okay? And I flipped back to that journal entry from a year before. And I I don't have a ton of journal entries, but I had that one. And it was, I kid you not, everything that I was complaining about in this current year, I was where I wanted to be a year ago. I said, God, I want to be this. I want to do this. I want to be here. I want to do this for you. It's all for you, Jesus. I want to do it. And then this year I complained without looking at my journal and said, God, why am I not at these things yet? Flip back a year, I'm exactly where I wanted to be. He brought me exactly where he wanted me to be. He did exactly what he needed to do in me. Here's the thing, I'm trying to get you to see this. It's not about trying harder. It's not about being better. It's not about pleasing people. It's not about having the next best thing. It's about trusting Jesus to have freedom in your life. It's trusting him. You gotta trust him. You gotta trust him. In my deepest struggles, I found that it was all about giving my life up to Jesus and trusting that one year ago to the next year, to the next year, to the next year, he's gonna get me where he wants me to go. Not where I wanna go. Not not the platform that I get, but the platform that he needs. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. He died for that weight. In a little bit, the Connections Room is going to be open. Dahlia said it really well earlier. We would love to touch base with you. If you're new here, maybe you came with a family member today. Maybe even you're just in town for a little bit of time. Go to the Connections Room. Go connect with us. We'd love to connect with you today. If you're online, drop a comment, fill out a card. Man, if, if, if today what I'm saying or something somebody did or maybe a giant beach ball impacted you in some way, say something about it. We want to connect with you. But check this out. As I close, I want to read you this verse. I shared this at Mountaintop this past Wednesday as well. It says this. It is for freedom that Christ set us free. So stand firm. Do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Some of you in here know it. 
you walked in with it, you are a slave to something in your life, and you can't beat it. I'm not saying today you're going to feel a million times better, you're going to get goosebumps, and everything's going to be okay, but God might help you today feel better. God might give you the encouragement you need today to continue forward and continue moving forward. But life's hard, and life's going to get harder when you say yes to Jesus. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fault. You might forfeit a, a time or two. But amidst all of it, God wants you to find freedom. He wants you to find freedom. Whether you're a kid in here, whether you're a student in here, whether you're an adult in here, it's never too early, it's never too late to say yes to Jesus. I'm going to do something really courageous, since courage is one of our values here. Can I get everyone in the room, just close your eyes for a second. Everybody in the room, just close your eyes. Some of you in here can admit, God, I'm done living the same life that I try to live over and over and over again, where I'm trying my best to be my best self, to be the best me, it's hard and I'm done. I try and win every battle on my own, God, I want true freedom. If you're out there today and you can admit, I've been trying to fight these battles in my life without God, I'm gonna ask you to do something really courageous in a second, with everybody's eyes closed in here. It can be difficult to admit this. But some of you in here aren't free. We're not. But if you've never said, Jesus, I'm giving my life over to you so that I can be free. If you've never said that, if you've never said, Jesus, I am giving you my life. I'm turning over my old life. I'm trusting you for new life. If that's you, everybody else's eyes closed in here. Can you just look up at me? If that's you out in the crowd. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, everybody else, you can look up. In a second, for those people that maybe just looked at me, that I just made eye contact with, I'm going to ask you in a little bit, in a second, to come down to these altars and just give your life to Jesus. Because here's the thing. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Check that out. What you just did was a symbol of I'm believing it. I'm God, I'm looking up and I'm believing in my heart. But the next step for you is that you got to confess it. Maybe you're online with us this morning. I know we've made this joke a lot, but this could actually be happening. Maybe you're on the boat this morning with your kids and you're like, ah, this is what I want to do. It's never too late to do it. And there's no area you can't do this. But I'm going to pray, and if, if that's you, that maybe you looked up at me, I'm going to ask you to come down this altar. But I don't want you to do that alone, because for the rest of the crowd, the rest of the church, that maybe you've already said yes to Jesus, but sometimes you still find yourself trapped. I'm going to ask you to do something, too. I'm going to ask you, when I pray, to come down here and just continue to seek God and go after God. Because here's the thing, kids, if you're in here, too. We, we showed a video for VBS that called, it was called Make Waves. It's all about making an impact in your community for Jesus. Adults, we got to do the same thing. So if you want to make an impact for Jesus and say, I'm done living in bondage, I'm done living in sin, I want to live free, I'm going to encourage you after I pray to come down here too. Remember, God's with you in the battles. 
We're going to go into a song that's all about the battles, right? But as you're in the battle, God's with you, and he'll help you through it. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the people in here today that looked up and said, God, I'm trusting you. God, I'm believing you. I'm believing the things that you have for my life. And moving forward, God, I choose not to forfeit. I choose not to give up. I choose not to let the pleasures and the things in my life be more important than my soul. God, I'm choosing to never forget you today. God, I'm choosing that in the hard things, I'm going to forget the mistakes and how they made me feel, but I'm never going to forget that you got me through it, Jesus, because you forget my sin. And Jesus, I pray that in mistakes, we never fault and make faults a pattern that we don't turn back to you. We're trusting you. And for those of us today that have to make that courageous step, God, give us the boldness, empower us to do it today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. If that's you, make your way up to this altar right now. We're going to close with a song. That concludes this week's podcast. To stay up to date with all things Rock Church, you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram as Rock Church MI.